Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. This is our next podcast with Monet. Monet is uh, a professional that works with me, but she also has her own tummy team journey. And um, I'm excited for you to share your journey because you have a lot of cool pieces of your journey. So thanks for being here with me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. All right. So tell us, um, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Um, you can do any, any part of your story that you want to share. All right. Well, you know, I, I think it's better at best if I really start with uh, my pregnancies, you know, talk about how this, you know, all started with my kids. So I have two boys. Uh, my oldest is 10. My youngest is going to be seven in November. Um, I, in retrospect, I think I had a diastasis prior to my pregnancies. Uh, when I was younger, I was very bendy, always doing bridges and stuff like that. I wasn't in dance or anything, but I was just a very bendy, flexible person. Um, and I had more posture. My mom was always telling me to stand up straight, that kind of thing. Um, and then when I was pregnant with my first son, my tummy was a little bit bigger than I think it probably could have been. And then with my second son, um, people asked me if I was having twins. <laughs> was, it, was it oddly shaped too? Was it, it kind was. of like a torpedo? Yeah, it was, you know, for me, it was like, it was a very bulbous round front. So almost torpedo shape, but think of it like a sideways kind of torpedo. I mean, it did look like I was probably carrying twins. You know, when I look at pictures, I'm just like, oh, now I understand why people said that. And I didn't gain that much weight, you know. Um, but, you know, I really just went along with the things that people typically said, like, oh, that's normal. You know, a lot of people too, afterward, you know, I had the little tummy, um, they would say, oh, that's normal. This is just what it's like now. You had babies, you know, you have to get over it, that kind of thing. And prior to having kids, I had that little pouch. So I do think that I had it before I had kids. Now, after healing, I'm, my my abdomen looks better. And not just about how it looks, but it, it does happen to look better. But I'm stronger now, 100% stronger now than I ever have been my entire life, core, you know, core strength wise in particular. Um, which is very cool Even to say. Before you had kids. Well, yeah, before I had Yeah, because no one, you know, no one, no one really taught me about core strength and it wasn't really emphasized. You know, in school, it was like the, the president's fitness test or something like that mm -hmm. and would be, you know, sit ups and, mm -hmm. you know, just like jumping over the balance beam, things like that. Like I never really um, understood the purpose of being strong how functional strength in general was important. You know, now I'm able to teach that to my kids. My kids are very aware of it. Um, yeah. They're aware of their posture when they're playing a game or something like that. I have to remind them, but they understand that, you know, their core is really important to them. And, you know, it's it's cool. I'm glad I'm teaching them that now. But I know I, I can go, I went off on a little tangent there. But um, with my uh, growing up, I was bendy. I was telling you about my pregnancies. Okay. So after, <laughs> after my 
um, second son really is when I started to realize I had a problem. Now, my issues primarily were not GI symptoms or anything like that. I did have some lower back pain. That was definitely part of it. But my primary reason for realizing that there was something wrong was I felt empty. Um. One very empty. And I, one morning, I remember in particular, the morning I realized I had a problem. Um, I woke up with lower back pain and I was very sad. I woke up in bed and I had been sort of sad at that point. My son was, uh, maybe around one, maybe a little older than one. And, um, sad isn't quite the right word. It was an emptiness. I felt kind of hollow inside Mm -hmm. and, I think I had enough silence that morning. You know, my, my kids weren't like yelling or screaming. It was like a 10 minute period of time that maybe their dad had them or something. Mm -hmm. And I had enough silence to realize that I felt disconnected from myself. And it was, it was very overwhelming. I did. I, I had this big moment of who am I, you know, and I started to, touch my 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 belly and I realized I couldn't even feel it and I I just was like is this normal and then I started touching other parts of my body kind of instinctually to see like is this just how I feel everywhere and it's not it wasn't so like I would touch my thighs and I could feel those but I went to go touch my my abdomen and my lower abdomen or like around my pelvic area and it was like this numb sensation that I had and and in addition to that in that that morning I had lower back pain but I had been waking up with that and like I said people had said things like oh well that's normal you know um this is how it is but something inside of me was thinking you know what I'm 31 it is not okay that I'm wake- waking up with lower back pain at the time well- and I think what's I I think it's really powerful what you just said. I I felt empty. Um, I feel like one of the things that often we see with our clients is that they can't really pinpoint what was missing until we give it back. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like this elusive thing. Something's not right. I don't feel like myself. I'm not strong enough to do anything. I'm kind of a little bit anxious or scared or a little bit um, like just not grounded in my life. And, and I'm caring for these two young little people. Right. And, um, and there's just something that like this elusive, I don't know what's quite wrong with me. And then as we start the rehab process and even just in the very initial parts where I, you know, I kind of wrap their, my hands around their core and let them feel their core, there's this aha moment of like, oh, that's, that's the thing that I miss, right? Like, how do I get that back? Right. Um, and, and you um, had, a you know, a moment or probably multiple moments, but this was a quiet moment where you could go, okay, there's something, there's something wrong. Then what, then what happened? What did you do? From there, and you're. I think it's important for us to say also that your background is that you're a nurse. Yes, so that's that's actually the next uh, thing that that comes up in a way. So I'm also a registered yoga teacher, mm. and it's amazing how all of a sudden our brain makes these connections, mm. and you're not expecting things to fire off, and you have these aha moments that just stack up 
you know, one, one behind the other. And so I had this, this realization that I felt this emptiness or this disconnection. And I remembered um, years prior. So when my older son was about one, I had taken, maybe he was a little younger. I took a postnatal mommy baby yoga training uh, when I lived in the city. And that is the first time I'd ever heard the word diastasis recti ever. And I've been a nurse, you know, I've been a nurse that now I've been a nurse for, um, like 18 years, but at the time, you know, I what was that 12 years. I've been a nurse long enough that you would think I've come across it. And I'd work in lots of different, I've worked in many different departments. Um, but I don't remember ever really learning about that or even how functional core strength can contribute to any disease processes. Like I am astounded that that's not even connected in people's minds medically. Um, when that, at this juncture in my life, after all I've learned, has really become the foundation. I mean, maybe this sounds extreme, but in, in large part, part of the foundation of my health in general. Oh, I, I absolutely it, agree. I it absolutely has, agree. It has even my nervous system, you know, when, when I feel my posture, because I'm still correct, I still have to correct myself. You know, I'm still, I get into my moments and my zones where I catch myself leaning at the sink or, you know, whatever it is. And, and when I realign myself and, and get back on track, I realize how much more awake I feel, how much, you know, just nervous system wise, spinal cord alignment wise, all of that um, comes from the strength in my core and, and alignment. But um, to just go back a little with the uh, get back to the point about what happened next um, in terms of my next step in, in healing, I um, remembered taking prenatal yoga, uh, postnatal yoga training. And I remembered that, that we checked our bellies for something. I was like, what was that called? And then it, it dawned on me diastasis recti. Now that prompted me to then go on Pinterest at the time. I was like Pinteresting, you know, my kids parties and activities and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, it's Pinterest. And, um, I went on there and I just looked up diastasis recti and, um, I started just seeing, you know, the, the top pins that were coming up and everything like that. And, and I just looked through the top ones, like not really understanding anything. And I came across um, the Tupler technique in there. And so I went online and I looked up what the Tupler technique was. And I decided to order one of the DVDs because it got, you know, that was one of the first things that popped up in it, you know. Right, like right. Because Julie Tupler is a pioneer. She's like the person that was the first person I believe that really talked about diastasis rehab, like a rehab process, not a fitness process, but a rehab process. And yeah, she was the first person that I um, came across too in my desperation. So I'm super grateful for Julie Tupler. I was really, so that, that I was really grateful too. I ended up um, speaking to her, but I'll, I'll get to that. So I ordered the, I think at that time I ordered the DVD probably, on the spot. Um, but I also continue to go through the Pinterest stuff. And I realized, you know, some of the contraindicated postures. And what blew my mind is that in the same postnatal yoga training that I took, a lot of those, they taught me what diastasis recti was, but they also proceeded to teach me all of these contraindicated poses. Mm -hmm. And I 
was, I mean, I was very grateful for the creator of the program that I took because her program is, is excellent. Um, and it incorporated a lot of very important things. And I never would have even known what DR was. I don't, I think at that time when I took it, there were not a lot of programs that even introduced it. Um, but based on what she was going for and her practice, you know, her scope of practice and what it is that she was delivering, um, you know, to the people that were requiring yoga services and wanting to see her, she wasn't necessarily connecting the two things. It wasn't her specialty, you know, Um, people know pieces of it. I feel like people know pieces of it. And, um, and there's a lot of pieces, right? So with, if it's not, you know, the piece that kind of is related to your scope of practice, um, but I, I know a lot of fitness and yoga and Pilates, well, they're like, well, we'll check. But then they don't know what the next step is necessarily. Like She focused on wearing, um, she didn't know about splinting, but she focused on people wearing something to help bringing, to get, bringing it together. That's the best she could say, really. Better than uh, nothing. It was better than nothing, you know, and I remembered that. I did remember that. I wouldn't have even known to go this route if it wasn't for that class. Right. Um, and it did teach me, hey, this is something that we need to understand more about. And I thought about all the women I taught and was giving them the wrong things. But I didn't know. You know, I, I really didn't know. So, you know, you you do the best you can until you know better than you do better. That kind of thing. Right. We so say that all the time. We say that all the time. <laughs> we have a lot of grace. We don't know everything, you know? Yeah. No, we can't. And then you you move forward. But um, so I ordered the DVD um, and I or excuse me, I ordered the online the online video. That's what it was. And I ended up having to um, contact them for some complications with, you you know, something I was having online. And Julie Tupler herself called me back and um, she corrected all of those, uh, you know, all of the issues. We went over everything. And then we just started chatting, you know, talking. She asked me about my journey. I told her I was a nurse and she goes, oh, you're a nurse. I said, yeah. She said, have you considered taking my um, training program? And, you know, she coupled that with I was honestly very excited, you know, like just to, to heal this, like something just clicked in me. And I was like, this needs to change. I was so the thing that want, made me want to change was how honestly depressed and disconnected I felt. I wasn't, of course, I, I did care about how I looked. I did care about feeling weak, but I had always really felt weak. I never even knew like what having a strong core felt like. So I didn't know what I was missing. Um, it was just that that connection and and numbness that I just couldn't stand anymore, that disconnected feeling. And so I said, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this. So I think she could pick up like my charisma and excitement about it over the phone. And then, you know, in conjunction with my nursing background, she encouraged me to take her training. Um, so I did, and I became a Tupler technique professional and I started seeing clients with that all while I was healing. Now my diastasis was severe. It was greater than 10 fingers, um, wide, um, top, middle and bottom. I mean, it was like, it was really, really bad. Huge trench. And you're not, you're not a very big person, right? No, no, not. Yeah. It deceived people, um, including myself, because I did not, even though I had the t- I had a little tummy bump, um, you know, I was that person that people would say, why are you complaining? Like, you know, you're not overweight, you're, you know, that you're thin, you know, they would say, like, you know, skinny, I should be happy because I, you know, I have two kids and I'm not, you know, whatever, like people have their perception of, of right. how we hear that a lot. And I think it's a lot of reasons why 
it goes on two sides. If somebody's very thin, they feel like embarrassed to ask for help because all of their friends are like jealous that they they're skinny. Well, I don't feel good. I am not strong. I have these issues and they, they hesitate to get help. And on the other end of the spectrum, somebody that's overweight or heavier, they're like, everything is about, oh, you just need to lose weight. You know, the doctors, everything is about just lose the weight first. And the reality is they have a core weakness issue too. And they, muscles can be strengthened no matter what size and shape you are, not having that muscle structure leaves a mark, leaves something missing that we need to address without being distracted by body type. Yep, 100%. I think there's a huge psychosocial component, like a psychological social um, pressure component to people seeking help and getting treatment. I've seen that in both my uh, in my clients as well. Also, age. Um, all the clients who reach out to me who are you know over fifty all express being extremely self conscious because their kids are older. They don't think they can heal. Um, you know, they feel like everything that's marketed is all toward you know postpartum women, and they 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 really truly with um, concern approach me and 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 low confidence, not like, thinking yeah. that they're much to be healed you know each one is too long it's been too long it's too severe uh you know my kids are too old there's a lot of things that um that keep us from from getting help and um those are all obstacles that don't even they're not even obstacles to us right doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter how bad it is it doesn't matter i mean it matters but it's not that's not a, the reason to not do this and so you had a 10 finger wide diastasis you go and you're, you you went and got training you're now working with clients um and while well, and still healing right you're working it took yeah. me over a year um took me over a year for sure to get to about uh, three fingers, which was a huge deal for me. Now, what I do tell my clients is, and that was, you know, I started with the Tupler technique. And then when I finished and I got to around, well, not finished, but when I got to around this, this three finger mark, two finger mark, it would go back and forth. Um, I had, uh, that's how I found your, your uh, team, the tummy team. And uh, I guess I'll just go into that. And if, you know, I need to go back, yeah. I will. A little, but I, I found it through fit to be. Okay. So I went online and I looked for just, I think, online fitness. I honestly don't remember what it is that I searched, but maybe it was like diastasis recti safe fitness I might have looked up. And I had been doing these. I cannot believe, I cannot even tell you the apps. I was doing these plank challenges, these like horrible things. And now I look back and I'm just, I'm honestly, like I said, I wouldn't have known, but even just. I'm shocked that with my basic understanding of anatomy and physiology that it wouldn't have clicked in me how these things didn't work. But I was, it was so overwhelmed by the uh, social understanding that these things are what it is I'm supposed to do to get strong. Right. There's a lot of pressure, a lot yeah. of pressure. And we see the people that look amazing that are doing that, say that this is what they're doing to do that. And there's just, we we often jump in to fitness and are a little bit desperate and will do whatever it seems like we're supposed to do. And it's, it is overwhelming. I'm so glad you found fit to be fit to be as our fitness partner, um, Beth Learn, who I also interviewed for this podcast. Um, and 
that's going to be a fun interview for you to listen to, by the way. Um, and you know, it's, uh, a lot of times she has such a big far reach about, um, what we call tummy safe fitness. Right. And so you found that. I found that. And, uh, through that. So I've, so at this point, let me just kind of back up a little bit. At this point, I was like, a diastasis recti fiend. Like I needed to know everything. I became obsessed with, you know, with uh, with core healing in general. Now at that point, I was really very focused on alignment and and the transverse muscle muscles specifically because that was all I really understood at the time. And a little bit of pelvic floor stuff. I was just starting to open my mind to you know, like how you like to describe things, you know, your pelvic floor is the floor of your core, you know, and, and you talk about the bowl, like the rib bowl over, or over the pelvic bowl. Um, that sort of started to go off in my head on my own, but I, it was just sort of like putting pieces of the puzzle together without any real structure. Um, so I think I was naturally sort of seeking the next, the next step to make this functional. When I was um, doing the majority of my healing, I, I do want to mention uh, before I mentioned fit to be because I started to say this, and I think it's important maybe for people to hear. I also talk to my clients about their their healing journey and the length of time because everybody's length of time is different for so many factors, not just your body, but also your lifestyle and what you can and can't accommodate um, and how how much time and effort you can put into it. And um, one of the things, one of the many things that I really like about your program is you have found, um, honestly, like, I can't even count how many ways you have found to help people integrate the fitness into their day. So there's literally, in, in my opinion, no excuse to not be able to engage. You've given so many, the tummy team has offered so many ways to integrate core fitness into a person's life, regardless of what their life, if what their situation is, do they work full time? Are they at a desk? Do they stand? Are they a stay at home parent? Do they do both? Are they driving all the time? Whatever it is. Right. Um, the I'm pretty creative that way because Functional core strength is um, fairly individual. You know, everybody has a different demands on their life, right? But there are some things that we all do, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, we all have to, like, make dinner and clean up after it. And we all brush our teeth every day. And, you know, we all, most of us drive. Not everybody drives, but most of us drive a little bit. So, you know, we try to look at those things. I think that... One thing that might be a nice thing to segue from Tupler to even fit to be in the tummy team is Tupler um, is, is she's very structured, you know, it's very much a, a protocol, so to speak, of you do this and then you do this and you do this. Um, and, and there, what, what I found is I needed the next step beyond that. I needed to move into a lifestyle for myself. I needed to learn how to look at not just the transverse, but what did the lack of the transverse strength make all the other muscles start doing? And why are why is our body fighting against itself, so to speak? What are those compensation patterns? How do we address those? Um, how do we look at like, you know, the hormonal component and the integration component and the the uh, digestive component and, you know, the emotional component. And so 
for me, I um, started with Tupler as well, and it was eye-opening and so, so exciting for me. But as a physical therapist and for my own personal needs, I felt like I need layers. I need additional layers upon this um, because otherwise I'll just burn out of doing the same thing over and over again. And it, it was a great start, but I felt like I needed a little bit more. And so my journey of creating the tummy team was just me going on that search to fill in all of the other components that became more about functional core strength and less about just diastasis Repti healing. Diastasis, I, I determined, was like, it's like a symptom of functional core strength, weakness, right? And and not a standalone condition. Um, like, you don't just have a diastasis and not have these other things going on. So if you are just treating it just as a diastasis, you might overlook or miss some of these other components that really are important in making you strong for your real life. And so a lot of times people will say, what's the difference between Tupler and you? And mine is just much more um, about the brain body connection and functional integration. But there's a lot of overlap because the core is the core. And, um, and, and Julie's really good at about at identifying what's going on with that transverse muscle. So yeah, a lot of people don't even know what that is. And when I, you know, what the transverse is, and when I um, tell people what I do in this, I actually, I mentioned diastasis recti, but I introduce myself more um, under the umbrella of functional core rehab. I say I'm a functional core rehab specialist um, because, you know. It covers much more, right? It covers much more because I will have clients that come in to see me or that do core foundations or prenatal core that don't have a diastasis. But they have all the, the other symptoms that are related to functional core weakness. And I'm all like, and sometimes they're disappointed because they don't have a diastasis. I was like, don't be disappointed. <laughs> that means your connective tissue is doing all right. But let's, it doesn't mean that you don't still have other things going on. And people can have that real empty, hollow feeling, that disconnect, and still not have a diastasis, but just have no connection to their core muscles. And it's very difficult to use a muscle you cannot feel, right? It's it's impossible to really do well that way. Your body has a lot of compensation patterns, survival techniques, but we're not meant to just be in survival mode all the time, right? That's 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 a short-term, you know, strategy, not a long-term lifestyle. So you, you found fit to be, um, started rethinking how you were doing fitness. And then Beth often kind of cues people, if you're still not quite able to do some of this stuff, you should look at rehab. And she encourages people to look at the tummy team. Is that kind of? Yeah, yeah that's essentially, I found myself in a similar place um, that you were mentioning how you were like ready for the you know next level. What's going on next? How do I turn this into uh, my lifestyle? Because getting myself, uh, you know, strengthening my core, all of a sudden, I was inspired to just be stronger overall. Whereas before, it was very daunting to me, I never felt like I just didn't even, I just, you know, I didn't feel like that was attainable for me, like any level of strength. And I certainly, um, before I had kids, I don't think I had the patience, I wanted everything now and having kids kind of taught me a little bit about, you know, some is better than none, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so I, I was, I was, 
you know, looking at fit to be. And yes, that's what happened is um, Beth uh, mentioned the tummy team. And so I looked it up and I had also like, I was signing up for all kinds of like classes. I took one of, I took her online diastasis recti thing and I became a diastasis recti expert on her thing. And I took a cup on her website, excuse me. And I took a couple of uh, one-on-ones with her and um, I signed up for your, um, your, your core the core class that you have like before I had the core. Yeah. I, um, foundations. Uh-huh. I did that. Yeah. So I just did that on my own. Um, honestly, even at that point, even though I was far along in my healing, I just wanted to learn more. So I, I did that from start to finish, you know, even though I, I understood some of the initial concepts I had understood, but I was so thirsty for information that I didn't care how many times I heard it. And I wanted to hear it from as many people as possible. Um, and I was really drawn to your approach you know, for so many reasons. And I was drawn to a lot of things because like I said, I really just was thirsty for knowledge about uh, functional core strength, but there were specific things about the tummy team that I felt like the best way for me to describe it is like you were talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, in your videos can make me a little, <laughs> a little emotional in your videos. I felt like you were talking to me, even though obviously it was for your audience um, just your bravery to get behind a camera and, um, say certain things, talk about emotions, um, so freely talk about grief and loss, um, rub your belly on camera, you know, things like that. I just, I looked at you and I was like, wow, this woman is brave. And, and you could tell, I I, I think people that know me can tell like, oh, I can tell when you exposed your tummy like that on camera, that this you that was a sacrifice to do you know it's hard to be on the camera people we were a very um image conscious culture and i am like a size 12 you know i am i'm not petite i don't have a washboard stomach i've got stretch marks on there and i've got a little extra belly fluff and um you know i may not be the typical person that people would think of when they think ooh i want to get a strong core. I do have an incredibly strong core, but it looks different than, you know, um, maybe a fitness guru that has like 0% body fat. Um, but you know, I love that you said that felt like I was talking to you because when I film, I am in the mindset of talking to my younger self. Like what did I need to hear? Like, what was the voice that was missing that I really needed to hear? What kind of self-compassion can I give my younger self now? Um, The person that didn't know this stuff. And um, I really, I really film it with that in mind that I am talking to people that have nobody else to tell them this information. And I want to do it as, as helpful and kind and gracious, but also I want to explain what's going on. You know, that hopeless feeling of like, when you said, I didn't think being strong was even in the cards for me. Like, that makes me so sad, right? But you're not the only one that feels that way. You feel kind of like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna drift through the rest of my life, hoping that it holds itself together, you know, and being able to come out of that and know there is 
There are things you can do. And it's not rocket science, right? It's not that hard. No. I mean, what I ask you to do is not crazy hard. It's It's simple. Yeah, it is. It's very, I I think that um, you're the way that you're, the way that your program and the way that you communicate things. So not just the, not just the information and the content of, of, you know, the core foundations program or, or any of your programs, it's the way it's communicated and the message behind it, um, that makes it feel attainable. So you actually helped me realize that it wasn't so black and white. Like I, you know, either, you know, you look out there and even though you people tell themselves like, Oh, I'm not swayed by media. Yes. Most of us are. And I would look at people and, um, it felt like I had to jump from zero to strong. And then, you know, watching your videos and you say things so matter of factly, like you can just do this or you can just do that. You know, it's these little aha moments where even though, yes, it's simple, um, the information that you give in terms of the exercises, like it's not hard. Your program helps break that barrier of uh, like almost a self-conscious under undereducated, uh, you know, not educated public feel, you know, like we don't know. I mean, I, now I do, but, and I'm a nurse, you know, so somebody, and I had, so I had some background in anatomy and physiology and all of that. So for somebody who has nothing, um, the way you break it down and, and your, your program makes it so attainable and in baby steps, but at the same time, you just, your, your program, in my opinion, and the way that I know when I teach people, you know, the things that I've learned from you is there's this way of making people feel safe to make progress. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's okay to make progress and maybe sometimes take a step back. It doesn't mean, you know, people beat themselves up because maybe they don't have weights at home and they have to use a can, you know, like, but that, but you know, you, and you know, and in fact, unfit to be like, you do stuff like that and make it seem so normal. You normalize these things and you know, you, it's the things that real life people have these questions. How do I sweep? How do I do this with my kid? How do I pick up things? You know, when I offer these simple solutions that I got from you, like, you know, put it in a laundry, put it in a laundry basket, or the one that gets to me that people never even think of is you could ask your kids to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They're closer to the floor than you are. So let we, yeah, floor patrol is a life saver. Floor patrol teaching. And, and this is what's funny about floor patrol. I'll just, I'll just give a little, a little plug for floor patrol. Floor patrol is basically when you have young children or even teenagers, and there's a bunch of stuff on the floor and you're bending over, over and over and over again to pick up socks and Legos and, uh, you know, whatever, Barbie shoes, all the stuff that you're picking up all day long. And, um, it's, it's, it's kind of one step forward, one step back on when you're trying to rehab your core, um, to bend over all, all the time like that. And some of that bending over, we can do strong in a great way, but a lot of it is hard in the beginning. And so we teach floor patrol where we say, get a basket or one of my, one of my, um, 
patients or clients got a big dump truck and the kids will all put it in the back of the dump truck, but get a basket or a laundry basket and put it on the floor and then have them run around, pick up everything, put it in the basket, and then you pick up the basket. And then from there you sort it and then you have them run the things where they need to go. That's the next level. But even to this day, my, my teenagers, when they're overwhelmed with a big project, I'm like, start with floor patrol. Just get everything up off the floor, then organize it then put it out and throw, put it away. But floor patrol, get the stuff off the floor with the kids. <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, it's, I just, I, ho- I hope I can add this. Um, I wanted to mention, cause I think this is something that people would benefit from. Uh, cause it's a question, probably one of the most common questions that I get from a woman, uh, women in particular that I work with, with, with young kids, um, outside, you know, about logistical stuff, like cleaning up and everything like that is about, you know, how do we clean up the floor and everything, but they have this tremendous sense of guilt uh, in regards to healing themselves with their kids. So this is what I did. And I'd like to share it because I share it with all of them. And I watched these light, this light bulb go off is I said to my son that uh, when my son was about one and a half, you know, when I was doing a, a, a huge chunk of healing, he always wanted to be picked up. You know, I was, I was breastfeeding him at that time. Um, at that time too, I was also an ER nurse. So I was doing all kinds of weird movements. Um, and I started explaining to him cause he could talk and communicate. He understood what I was saying. I said, Robinson, um, mommy is healing her tummy. I have to heal my tummy. And in order, you know, I have to make it better. I have an injury. I used to, I use words like that injury. I tell you, <laughs> that's just how I speak to my kids. I have an injury on my tummy. And I have to heal it. And so there are certain things that I can't do so well right now that I'm, you know, I need you to help me out with. So I would say things like, can you stand on the couch? And I could, you know, hold you instead of having to lift you up. Cause I did pick him up. I was very, at that point I was much stronger. Um, and I felt safe with it, but I, the bending part, I really wanted to avoid. So I would pick him up by him standing. Um, I slowly started to integrate that guys helped me clean up and they understood that it was directly related to me needing to take care of my body. Now, at the time, that was a little challenging for me emotionally because I felt like I was, you know, putting too much pressure on them. Um, but as time has gone on, it has taught my kids empathy and teamwork um, and self, you know, taking care of themselves when they're hurt or injured. You know, what? if they're mom- you've modeled what self-care is supposed yeah. to be. Right. Um, you modeled what listening to your limitations and respecting that and asking for help, what that looks like. These are all skills that our, our children need. I, I think our children need to know that they are very important and very loved. And at the same time, not the center of the universe, because if everybody, uh, if everybody's child leaves our home thinking they're the center of the universe, there's a problem. It's not going to be a very great community, right? <laughs> that culture is going to be broken. So I think that that's, I, I think it's valuable. And they're also, they're also recognizing that sometimes they're going to be hurt and they're going to need help. Yeah. And they were, able, you know? I see they're older. And then under- also that you see you get stronger too, by doing that. Like it's not yeah. forever. You're not broken forever. They saw the whole process and my son, very cute or especially early on, if I went to go do the wrong move, because my kids started to learn what's, you know, tummy safe and what's not, they would do the fit to be videos with me and everything. They watched me do all this stuff. And I would go to bend a certain way. And my son would say, Mom, your diastasis 
you're right or Dylan you're right and they would say I'll get it for you mom like it was amazing amazing so sweet I know I know so I just wanted to you know take in this time I, I have the opportunity to to give like a little tip to people um I just know that that's something that comes up and and it's something that I've now seen that my kids are older that sharing this journey with your children to some degree is it's helping them as people. This is more, this goes beyond strength. This is about lifestyle. And, and it is, it's about lifestyle for them to be strong and self-care and um, self-awareness and respecting and honoring um, how our body's communicating to us. I think limitations just feel so controlling, but limitations um, are sometimes protective. You know, and respecting that um, and honoring that. And then the limitations become less and less because you're stronger and you're not as vulnerable. I think that that's really important. I think also, you know, a lot of people will ask me, like, how are you what are you doing to change the medical community? Um, That's that's a that's a big thing to do to change the medical community. What I am doing is I am changing our future generations. I am telling as many people and then they tell their doctors, but also our kids are watching us. How we stand, my posture, it makes my teenagers stand with better posture just by them watching me, right? And so I am, I have a son who is someday going to be a dad and I want him to know how to support his wife and also to support himself in parenting postures. I have two daughters who are someday going to be moms and I want them to know how to, to um, take care of themselves and how to um, be strong for motherhood. And so we're, we're impacting our kids and helping them learn from our stories so that we can save them from having to experience the same things that we have experienced, right? When we know better, we do better. And you can't help but tell people, right? And our kids are part of that. Yeah. Tell me um, when you realized, was when did you realize that you wanted to do this work to help others? Was it, was it Julie that, so that kind of? It was because I, you know, she, um, she encouraged me to take the her training. Um, and so as I was doing that, I did that because it made sense. I had a lot of passion for it and I was a nurse. And so it made sense. Why not? I had already, you know, I was a yoga teacher. It wasn't uncommon for me to take some certification in something and learn how to help people. And at the time I was thinking of it from a yoga perspective. Um, I don't really teach that anymore, but at the time that's, you know, what I was thinking about. And um that's really where it began. And then I just started educating people without even realizing it, you know, just in the community without, without like not necessarily clients or you'd be surprised people come, people will say things, Oh, my belly's so this is anybody, I think I have to get the surgery. You know, I was at work recently, um, you know, and somebody said some, I have to get the surgery. And I said, wait, let me talk to you, you know, about this thing. And uh, they were surprised. People started gathering around me to hear information because it sounded, um, you know, so new and, and it was They're something for it. They're they everybody, everybody feels like there's something missing. 
And please don't tell me to do another plank challenge. You know, like, don't tell me to do burpees or joint CrossFit because that's just not going to in the cards for me. But there's something missing. And what is it? And they're they're hungry for it. My husband, um, when we will go to like one of his work functions or some something, he'll he'll on the way there. He's like, so are you going to talk to people about your work? (laughs) Because it will be the entire evening, you know, without me even trying to. People will say, oh, what do you do for work? You know, like it's just a casual conversation. And so, you know, he he'll always like, is this what this evening's going to be about? (laughs) You know, are you going to be in somebody's back room checking somebody's wife for a diastasis? on like some random checks and places I'm like I can check you no problem let's you know let's do, We're let's the do floor. what's this park bench <laughs> I've totally done that you know and so I, that, I don't I don't want to do it but people want you to yes like I'm like well we can we don't have to do this right now we can find no, and they're like, like no no tell me I need to know a hundred percent I'm not like pushing it it's like amazing how organically it just opens up and people want to know like they, they're the ones like we could do it here I don't mind even the people that you wouldn't think are open to being measured I'm just like wow so you know we can schedule this and like they're like no no I need to know now you know they'll 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 lay on a park bench if they have to because they just have this deep need to quote unquote fix what's wrong and when they get this information it clicks in them that this could very well be the problem and they're just so excited to um hear this sort of brand new information that they've now gone to like, you know, four or five physicians uh, um, surrounding and everybody's told them one thing or the other, maybe it's surgery, maybe it's you need to lose weight, you know, which um, sometimes is what needs to happen at times. But uh, that's, you know, that's, that's to answer your question, that's really where it started. And then with these organic conversations, it just led me to expand uh, my business and what it is that I do working with people because, it was, you know, it really started off as something that I was doing as an aside, you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a nice little certification for me to have to add. And now it's turned into a real passion for me and something that I want to do. It feels uh, like it just the information just like rolls off of my tongue. And I like sometimes yeah. I can't hold. <laughs> and and you feel I, I'm sure I, you feel this. Do you feel like um, I feel like w- one of the things that people will say um, after they've done one of my programs is it's like, what makes so much sense? Like, this makes so much sense. Like, why doesn't everybody know this? Like, this, like you, you explain it in a way that it just makes so much sense. And, um, and I feel like that's another reason why people um, are so excited about the information because that you're not telling them something foreign you know it is it may be the first time they've heard it but it makes sense to like it's logical it's logical um whereas some things we do in fitness are not logical but we've just done it for so long um that we don't question it um what is this is a question I ask everybody is what do you wish you had known earlier what would you have told your younger self, if you have a chance. Uh, in regards to functional core strength? And, and to anything that you've learned on your journey. Okay. Uh, hmm. 
That's a tough one. There are so many things. I would say um, one of the things that comes to my mind is um, flexibility and strength are equally as important. Uh, I think I was focused a lot on my flexibility because it looks pretty and it was something that was easier for me. So um, I wasn't so focused on anything in regards to strength, you know, particularly core wise. Um, I would have told myself that I would definitely have told myself not to compare myself to other people and to, um, to make sure that I, so much. <laughs> I have like so many ideas of what I would want to say to, to make sure that I honor and look into how I feel and what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Um, just cause I, I, and when I look back, I had so many internal warnings that something wasn't right. And instead of exploring it during my pregnancies or in between the two pregnancies or even, you know, directly postpartum, I just listened to other people telling me that this is just how it is now. You know, um, I really let other people's experiences dictate my, my experience because I didn't want to complain. Um, I didn't want to act like I was, you know, I just mostly, I didn't want to complain. I didn't want to, uh, you know, turn it into an all about me scenario. I felt like I needed to resign to motherhood and submit to the discomforts that go along with now being a mom. Um, and and it, the it, feels like, it feels like you're kind of being, I don't know, ungrateful or I don't know what it is, what, what we do, but like, I think that that's really powerful. What you said of just like um, trusting your own instincts about yourself you know, yeah. and not just other people. I think in your case, you said it's other people's experiences. I think it's also sometimes, and this is a hard thing to say, um, coming from the medical community, but sometimes, um, you get bad medical advice. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the doctor or the PT or the OB or whoever it is, um, tells you what they know, but it's not they don't know this. This isn't what they know. And um, it's hard. We believe that these medical professionals um, know everything, right? We believe they know everything. And it's hard to question that authority. Um, but I think what you're saying is don't, don't underestimate what your body is saying to you, right? Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. underestimate your own instinct that something's wrong. And just because, just because you've tried physical therapy um, and it didn't work, doesn't mean that this won't work. You know, I think that um, what I am a physical therapist, but my form of rehab is very, very different than I think what people have experienced when they go into a PT clinic. And so I just want people to not give up. Um, you know, to, to, to keep looking and, and maybe my program isn't the program that, that speaks to them. Um, and that's okay. You know, there are other programs out there, but I do feel like our program, um, really does fill a, a hole that people are missing. So yeah, I agree. And you provide so many, again, there's so many, it's so versatile. 
I just feel like you provide, you know, there's so many uh, options, um, different outlets, ways to integrate things into your life. I mean, my favorite, my favorite phrase that you use really is functional core integration. Like that's because that's what it's, you know, all about even and I did not mention this, but this was one of the most important things I learned. Uh, and it might sound simple, stretching. The stretching component has changed my life in terms of uh, my healing and also just my strength in general, my alignment. Um, you know, I honestly put that first before, which is, you know, before any other activities that I do. I do it at random throughout the day. Um, upper back activation, you know, just that is huge. These things that we're not really thinking about, you know, especially with our daily postures that we're going through. Um, I like the phrase that you use parenting postures a lot. Um, those the driving, those kinds of things. I mean, it's amazing how these, these almost like triggers that you provide. To, right. To, and you make it so easy. The tummy team has made it so accessible, especially with your ref, your handouts, yeah. um, you know, your sheets with the visuals. I mean, these are all very attainable exercises. Right. Because we're doing this online, you know, we're doing this online and, um, it, that's, it's, it's, it's different, you know, PT online is different, but I'm trying to give you, um, tools that you, um, you're going to be your own best physical therapist, right? Right. And, and this is information. I think that stretching thing is, you know, it, it's always what people think, ah, I'll skip over the stretches and I'll work on the strengthening. Um, but without the stretches, the strengthening is not as effective. Um, and one of the things that I say a lot is I try not to waste your time. I only put stuff in there that's really valuable. Um, you know, uh, so I, if it's in there, there's a reason. Um, so, okay. Anything else that you would like to share to our potential listeners before we wrap up? Well, I just, I'll say if a person who is listening to this, then they're definitely on the journey. Um, and something I think it's important to know, and you really touch on this in, in your videos throughout uh, your programs, you know, in the videos that you share is please be aware that for so many people, there's a huge emotional component to this journey. And most people um, that I work with are very surprised by it. I've had very stoic women come in um, who are just there for their core. And I'll tell them about this. I'll give them a little for, hey, just so you're aware, sometimes people um, you know, it brings up feelings. I'll give them a little forewarning that these things could happen at no, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm not here about all that. I'm just here for this. And, you know, within 48 hours or something like that, I get a phone call or a text or something, they're crying. Um, suddenly all these emotions are coming to the surface and you know that I'm certainly not saying that to scare anybody or make anybody feel, um, for people to know it's part of it. it and that's it scared. It gets better. But it does. You have to release that. You have to yeah. release. That. Don't hold it back. And I don't. You know, I have seen people. You know, who are quote unquote very strong women, just have like major breakdowns. And um, in terms of crying, you know, and just to know that that's normal and it's okay and it's expected. And it's part it of a grieving process. It's a part it, of a grieving. Um, and it's you know. 
it's a muscle memory um, of pain that you've been storing there. And we need to release that so that blood flow can get in there and we can wake up those muscles and we can move forward. Yeah. Very, and that we're, you know, to remember that um, in those moments, even if it's not emotional, it's strength wise and you're getting discouraged, just remember that you're a strong person having a vulnerable moment yeah. and that's okay. You go, you know, you can be a strong person with vulnerable moments and you, you just, you keep going on and that you are supported. You know, I know people like myself and I, and Kelly, um, this is definitely our passion. And we're thinking about people like you listening to this and, uh, wanting to heal and, and having this desire to, uh, have a functionally strong, a functionally strong core, um, and to kind of get to the bottom of the issues that you're having. And, um, it can be a silent, it's a silent thing and people don't know how intense it is for people when they're going through it because they think it's silly, you know, Oh, you know, whatever. It's just, you're, you know, you're going through rehab or a big deal. Like I had rehab on my you know knee or, or whatever the case may be. There's such a dynamic, uh, there are so many dynamic components to, uh, core rehabilitation. And I think it's important for all people, wherever they're at in their journey, to remember that it is for life and your core is the center of everything, really, um, including your, you know, really like a lot of your emotional health. It's not all in your head. It's, you know, there's a lot of emotional health there too. So I think that out of all the things that if I had to pick one thing that I wanted to share with people, I would say, you know, for me, like I said, it started off emotional and, you know, uh, to kind of touch on how that ended or like how that was, you know, fixed. Um, when I started healing my core, I became more confident without even, I don't know how to describe it to you. My posture healed my level of confidence. Like my, as my core healed, I had more conviction in the things that I said. Um, it directly aligned with my self-esteem and I wasn't out to do that. It just happened. All of a sudden I was able to assert myself more in a kind, friendly way, but mm -hmm. I became more assertive. I became more confident. Um, and it just sort of aligned with my healing process. So, um, if you find those to be issues, I've seen that with my clients too, across the board is through this healing journey, they become more confident people in general. Yeah. So. And I think that's, that's from being grounded and, and stable and having something solid to draw from. Um, can you share your, uh, website? So, yes. um, people can, you are in the New York, um, area, New York city area. And so if people are close to you, they could come and see you or find out more about what you're doing in your neck of the woods. So share a little bit about your website and we will also put links to that when we post this. Awesome. Um, yep. So um, my website is mycoreconsciousness.com and I'm on Long Island, which is also very close to the city. So um, I do can do Long Island and Manhattan or any of the boroughs. Um, but it's, I live right in the middle of Long Island. So it makes me accessible to a lot of different places. But again, it's mycoreconsciousness.com. And I really appreciate you uh, posting that and, and adding it. Thanks, Kelly. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much, Monet. This was awesome. I could talk to you all day long. All day long. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to have you on again and we'll, we'll talk about different stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. 
The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.